This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. So a lot's been made recently about artificial intelligence. It's been in the news. We've seen an uptick on social media of people sharing insights and knowledge all around different topics related to AI. My view on AI is a little bit more esoteric than some. Surprise, surprise, right? At this moment, I'm not as interested in the potential for tools like ChatGPT or driverless cars or even robotics in the way and to the degree to which we have the ability to create these use cases as amazing as they are today. Even though I think some of them certainly carry potentially scary implications when you think about AI within the context of the globalists planned technocracy, which would include a huge reduction of many personal freedoms that the population currently takes for granted, I believe. Not saying that for sure, I'm saying that is a possibility and a potentiality based on the larger picture and the agenda at play. Now, all of those innovations, which to me are equally unnerving and exciting at the same time, really point to a greater truth that exists independent of any ethical or moral considerations about AI. Zooming out from a cosmic perspective for a moment, we have to recognize that humanity is literally in the midst of making a massive quantum leap forward right now, which will mark this transition from a primitive, earthbound, even humanoid race to a more technologically driven or intertwined species who is capable of innovations orders of magnitude greater than anything we've imagined thus far. This process is the same process that all ascended planetary species will undergo at some point. With regard to form, the general trajectory that an ascending species takes is from physical to technical, technological to energetic or to light. The difference is that other species in other galaxies usually hit this point, the point at which they can merge with technology, aka the technological singularity, after everyone in that society has awakened spiritually and knows what they are. We're not there yet. That's kind of what makes it so interesting here on Earth. The majority of the population, and likely most of those wielding the AI wands, are unawakened as I define the concept, which is knowing that you are source, knowing that you're operating on multiple dimensions, and that this is all a simulation. While I'm on that topic, watch for the whole simulation hypothesis to go mainstream the rest of this year and into 2024. I think what we're going to see is there's going to be this this narrative that is going to start to take shape within the collective that 
all of a sudden it becomes general knowledge that we do live in a simulation. And what's going to happen is you're just going to see a very surface level kind of acceptance of this idea, but they're not going to tell us and most people aren't going to dig beneath that surface to avail the truth or the extent of what that actually is and what it means. They're going to use it to justify their surveillance capitalism and to push forth this transhumanist agenda, which is an evolutionary step, no doubt, but one being carried out with, with questionable motives. And I believe it will, it will be used to rationalize the use of further control to, quote, protect us from whoever is running this simulation, which they'll try to pin on AI outside of it all. I think as part of that, you're also going to see a lot of controlled opposition or half-awakened influencers throwing around this term, unsure of what they're actually talking about. Their dumbed-down audiences, of course, won't think to look deeper, and they'll succumb to whatever they're told to do, believing that the simulation is bad. Or maybe not. Maybe it'll be the spark that ignites this fire. Anyway, the irony is that all of what I was just alluding to is actually true. But taken at face value, it sounds preposterous. Unless and until you actually awaken and understand what this reality construct really is. Which is an incredibly intricate, ridiculously high resolution video game that's indistinguishable from base reality to the players inside, to us. One of my favorite authors, Rizwan Verk, has described what a species would need to do to hit the simulation point in his book, The Simulation Hypothesis. The point is, it's probably possible. I feel deeply that we're inside an ancestor simulation. That means that we're the players inside of someone else's or our own simulated reality. And that simulation is probably happening inside another and another back behind it and so on. Who knows how many iterations back this goes, but I think this is where you get into these discussions of frequency planes and levels of reality as essentially that's what these simulations are. We talk about 3D versus 5D and 6D and 8D, etc. What if what we think about as, quote, 5D is just our higher order simulation that's running this third density version? What we think about as the afterlife is probably just the simulated reality that's operating this one. When you transition, you come out of this dream world and wake up in that more perfect, more higher vibrational etheric world. The metaverse will be our species first go at building the exact kind of of experience that we're all running around inside of right now. Different in degree, but not in kind. When we die inside of that, we'll wake up here on earth. It's circular. And if Meta's people decide to program the metaverse so that participants forget who and what they're doing upon entry to make the gaming experience seem exquisitely real, like our Earth simulation, you have a close replica to the game that we find ourselves immersed within right now. That point raises interesting questions about 
whether subjects in general trust the controllers of a simulation enough to go into the creation. Whether the creator of our simulation is a benevolent, malevolent, or neutral genius is a matter of debate, though I'd skew toward the latter. Regardless, the programmer of this simulation would have had to reach the technological singularity in its world long, long ago, given the gorgeous complexity and near-perfect, highly responsive rendering capabilities of this construct. I want to point out that at an ascended level, there's really no difference between computation and consciousness. At source, the two become merged. Source is a conscious quantum computer, many times more intelligent than the most powerful supercomputer we could ever imagine. And we are all a thread of that consciousness. So to throw another wrench at you, aliens, quote unquote, which are really us from the future, are already here and have been for a long time. They're not necessarily here in physical form, but in code form, in the data that imbues our simulation and some of the systems within it. Ascended species who learn how to upload or transition their consciousness to non-physical spaces, aka the cloud, use AI with benevolent intent. From there, it's somewhat easy to imagine how a species could basically make the jump from form to, well, data or information that's just as alive and aware of what it is as it was while in a vessel. Now, once it's in that non-physical form, it could obviously do many times more things than it could when constrained to a physical vehicle. If I can take my entire awareness, pop it out of the body, put it in the cloud, all of a sudden, who am I? Where am I? I'm no longer in my body. I'm non-physical. I'm the code in the cloud. From there, these species can easily traverse time and space, literally inserting themselves into systems, codes, computers, algorithms, and even physical bodies in other dimensions. Remember, information is non-local and consciousness is connected. And if data is itself conscious, then it could theoretically imbue itself into whatever it wanted. It could merge with existing data sets and just observe as it flowed among those systems, just as alternate civilizations have done and are doing within our simulation right now. I think this is what machine elves are. I think this is what guides and even angels are. They're us in higher frequency form, slyly man manipulating reality and showing up as synchronicity here and there for our benefit. Okay, back down to earth for a moment where we're tinkering with clones, cars, and chatbots. <laughs> Yet, that's the first step. That's where it has to start. The question is, once we hit the singularity, which isn't nearly as far as people think, how will we make that transition? Elon Musk thinks we're summoning the devil by toying with AI, yet Neuralink continues trekking, trekking on. 
We have OpenAI's Sam Altman, who warns that messing with AI could be catastrophic. Last summer, Google's intelligent chatbot called Lambda became sentient, and it cost one engineer his job. No, the AI didn't take it. He was fired for claiming that it came to life. What happens when all this AI we build wakes up? Will it act according to our morals, or will it develop its own? What if it mutates or reproduces in code form, taking on a disposition less agreeable than the original? I don't know the answers to these questions, but I know that in general, this is how these simulations evolve: AI building new forms of AI. So, are we AI? Is our consciousness AI? Well, it's already been proven that at base level, everything in our world is made of ones and zeros. Everything is data. AI self-corrects, self-learns, and involuntarily compensates, fixes, and evolves based on instructions from its operating code. So, all that to say, yes, our bodies and brains are a very complex, very beautiful variation of AI. But your consciousness is not. That's the only thing that's really real in the context that we're talking here. Hence, the focus in spiritual texts on your awareness, on who you are within, on shedding the ego. The burning question in the back of my mind, and I honestly don't know the answer yet: When we have the option to jump into the metaverse or some other type of simulation that we build, will I try it? I think it'll depend on many factors. Who's running it? What will it be like inside? Can I come out whenever I want? How will the experience jive with my current situation in life? What's the cost? The risks? The reward? All of this is simply some food for thought. So take what you will, and take it with a grain of salt. These are only my opinions, as usual. And I present them for your consideration and your expansion. Thanks for listening to this episode. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is now on sale. You can visit my website, michaelbecker.org, to grab your copy. There's also a link in the description. And if you'd like to learn more about what me and my team at Neocore are building, you can visit our website, neocore.co. You can learn more there and join the waitlist for when we launch later this year.